In chapter 20, we started exploring this idea of infinity. And we gave an example of speech of the human being. Now, when a human being speaks, although the words are finite, each word I say is limited, the potential for speech is infinite. But now he takes it deeper. He's trying to explain us a concept in godliness. And through this idea, he's going to explain us something fundamental about how we refer to God. You see, we often refer to God's hand, God's speech. And it's a problem. The problem is because God doesn't talk like we talk, doesn't feel like we feel. So why are we using such analogies? And the answer is that the great mystics have come to is simply there is no better alternative. The human being can only comprehend what's within our realm of comprehension. So therefore, when I refer to God in anything other than a speech or hand, what am I going to use? So therefore, the Torah uses words, but it expects us to look deeper. So for example, when we say God's hand, we're not saying he has a hand. We're saying, one second, what function does a hand have? What does a hand do? A hand can extend. A hand can give. A hand can share. A hand can connect. Ah, okay, so that function, the verb, not the noun, is something that we can extend towards godliness. So when it comes to speech, Hashem's words, what does it mean, Hashem speaks? Literally? No. So let's think about what speech does. The fundamental power of speech and Writing would be included in that as well, but writing is a skill that's not innate. In other words, you have to learn how to write. Speech is innate, so therefore speech is the more used one. Speech is communication. As I said, there's many other ways to communicate, but the fundamental power of communication that's born within each human being without any skills is the power of speech. And babies will start figuring out how to communicate through the speech at the, as the earliest age possible. Com- communication is speech. So when we say, Vayomar Hashem, Hashem said, Vayedaber Hashem, Hashem spoke, Vayikra Hashem, Hashem called, we're all referring to the same fundamental idea, God communicated. So... When we say that God created the world through speech, we're not saying the speech that we have. The speech that we have, as we said, is, although the power of speech is limitless, the actual speech is limited. And the second the word comes out of my mouth, it's no longer mine. The analogy that's given is that words are like arrows. The second I throw them, I can't take them back. However, by God, nothing separates from him because there's nothing outside of him. So his speech is much a whole different dimension. But the reason we use the power of speech as a reference is because it communicates. Hashem's communicating with us. He's telling us what he wants. So what do we get out of this? First of all, we get a fundamental idea of what it means when we refer to the so-called biology of God, that we're talking about function, not substance. 
It also tells us that when we use that analogy of infinite about human speech, that is just a very, very um, petty analogy. In other words, it's the only way we can grasp the idea of infinite is through human speech. But even human speech compared to God's speech is a joke. <clears throat> and that we should never, ever think that God functions the way we function. You know, one of the great misquotes that is often used by cynics, but it's true, is that religious people claim that God created them in his image. But the truth is they often create God in their own image. In other words, we use our frame of reference to God. So our intelligence is God's intelligence. So if something doesn't make sense to me, it definitely doesn't make sense to God. Really? Really? You're using your frame of reference, your form of logic, your finite IQ to reference God? It's these ideas and more that we will explore in this chapter and coming chapters.